We love to make everything about us. Creation, us. Jesus, us. Second coming, us. God, delivery person for us. We ask in Jesus' name and he delivers to us. But this cosmic conflict started by Lucifer against God. It isn't about us. It's about God. We're not pawns in this divine game. We are active participants. Because we choose to be called by his name, we are witnesses for his character. Every choice we make reflects our testimony to that witness. It isn't really about us. It's about the faith God has in us to testify for him. We are called for such a time as this. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Andrew Campbell and this is Sabbath School University. Welcome. I'm going to invite you to introduce yourselves, tell us your name, tell us where you're from, tell us what you're studying, and then since we're talking about conflict, tell us how you feel about conflict. How do you yeah. react to yeah. conflict? My name is uh, Jameson Wallington. I'm from Southern California. I'm studying here at the seminary, getting my master's in divinity. Uh, conflict. I this is my wife, so she'll make sure that I'm, I'm spot on when I say <laughs> what my conflict is. Uh, I I don't try to avoid conflict, if I'm okay. going to be honest with you. I, I don't necessarily like conflict, but I enjoy a good debate. You thrive. I thrive. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. I learn something. <laughs> I grow a little bit. So conflict for me can be can be a good thing. Okay. Okay. I'm Christine Wallington. I'm also from California, Southern California, Riverside. And I'm here in the seminary doing my Master's in Divinity towards becoming a pastor. And conflict i hate okay. i i honestly if i had any way to get out of it i would but i know to have healthy boundaries or to have healthy anything i have to speak up once in a while for my right. my opinion but i do like to avoid conflict <laughs> by all means necessary very nice to have you yeah my name is dewan knight and i'm from kentucky i'm actually studying studying excuse me the doctor of ministry um with an emphasis on preaching so um I've been, you know, preaching for like seven years now as a pastor mm -hmm. of a church, and I live in Alabama. Um, in terms of conflict, I'm not the, I don't really like conflict at all. Like, for instance, in board meetings, you're, you're going to have <laughs> conflict. It's just a part of, you know, pastoring. But, uh, you know, I don't know why, but sometimes I, I have to admit I even freeze up at times mm. when, when <laughs> conflict actually. Mm. And it's weird because, you know, normally I'm, you know, I'm jovial kind of silly but you know I'm, I'm not a fan of conf conflict at all okay not at all but that's gonna be a problem I'm kidding we hope not to have a lot of yeah. conflict here okay. but before we get into the lesson uh, Jameson could I invite you to just read our key text for us and then pray and sure then sure Revelation 16 7 says and I heard another from the altar saying, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Let us bow our heads. Lord God, we just come to you and we thank you for this opportunity to open your word and to study 
with friends and that we can uh, look a little bit deeper here at what you have to say about conflict and, and what is conflict? How, how do we handle conflict? What's the ultimate conflict? We just pray for your guidance and your leading as we, as we look to these, uh, these questions to find answers. We love you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So the title for this lesson is The Cosmic Conflict Over God's Character. And we know that from Scripture uh, uh, that <coughs> this conflict started because of sin. Mm-hmm. Now, I have an interesting question. If sin entered in heaven, what chance do we have here on earth? Hmm. Really no chance at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's here already. So, I mean, but, um, you know, um, well, actually, I'll, I'll say this. You know, one of my favorite authors Ellen White, she actually says in one of her books that um, that the devil tempted many other um, planets, too, you know, just like he, he tempted Earth, and uh, they didn't fall. So it's a possibility that it didn't actually have to, you know, infect Earth. Mm. So it's, you know, just because it entered heaven didn't, didn't mean it, have to, it had to actually come to this Earth, because God created this Earth perfect just like he created heaven, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I... I would have to agree with um, what he had to say. You know, you look at you look at Genesis, and God says everything was very good. When He's done with creation, mm-hmm. it's very good. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, here we are. You know, like you said, here we are, soaked in disobedience and sin, mm-hmm. and and it's a struggle. It's 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 like why why do we have this this battle? Why do we have these these conflicts? that arise what what hope do we have well whatever hope we had we lost that chance yeah Mm. we fell from that opportunity to have that perfect environment last okay okay the only thing i can turn to for us is christ amen Mm -hmm. my my answer to this would be simply in christ alone amen Amen. yeah and you know our our initial chance to have that perfect environment has been lost but through Christ, mm-hmm. we have that opportunity to get it back, mm-hmm. yes. and uh, and He promises that He will bring it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <coughs> let's talk a little bit more about uh, the instigator of this conflict. How do Isaiah fourteen and Ezekiel twenty eight describe Satan before his fall? You know, he it's described as him being as as a perfect being. You know, he was he was without sin. He was he was. He was. He had the jewels of of rubies and diamonds and sapphires. You know, I mm. mean, he was he was a glorious being mm. before he decided to disobey. Yeah. Mm. And when you say perfect, you know, it's kind of hard to give a greater description than than perfect. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, one of my favorite fa- favorite authors, once once again, Ellen G. White. She actually says in, in, in one of her writings, she says that God came as close as possible to himself when he created Lucifer. Hmm. So yeah. it was like he almost recreated himself. He didn't create God, but yeah. he came as close as possible to recreating himself, which is awesome. Wow. And, um, you know, it says, The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee from the day that thou was created. Which means that literally he was created almost like with, I'm just imagining maybe like a pipe organ inside of him. <laughs> right. So it's right. like when he, when he like <laughs> sung, it sounded like, an, uh, like a choir. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he was the anointed cherub that covereth, which means that he was actually that angel who actually stood in the very presence of God, just constantly just basking in God's glory. 
you couldn't get any closer to God than Lucifer was. Wow. Mm. So perfect being, perfect angel, in- incredibly talented, and stunningly beautiful. Mm. How could this go wrong? Mm. Mm. You know, I think coming from a, a our understanding, a human understanding mm. to to losing perfection, mm. is sometimes when you want something so badly, you 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 desire it, you lust after it, you you want to be in that position. You know, I being from Southern California, we see a lot of cars on the road. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and here I am in my little Ford pickup or whatever, as as people are going yeah. by in their yeah. m- much more expensive vehicles than than what I could afford at the time, and I, I want that. I want to have that car. I want to have their position. I want to have maybe I want their job. Maybe you know I don't mm-hmm. whatever it is that they have. I start to desire something about it, and so then then I have this idea forming in my mind, like, well, what mm. do they do? Why can't I do that? Hmm. Wow. So. Th- almost like envy starting yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, also, looking at Lucifer again, one second, is that he was he was perfect in wisdom. Mm. And, you know, in our in our culture, in, in the United States specifically, and probably around the world, in the Enlightenment, everything, we thought we could reach perfection through intellect. Mm. We thought that maybe we could make everything perfect and right mm. if we had wisdom. And we see that in Lucifer, even that didn't save God for us from it. Mm. And I think the reality and the reason for that is because we are free, because mm. each person is free, and because uh. God has allowed that kind of freedom in us, and even in heaven, right next to his own personhood. Wow. Mm. So what you're saying is he wasn't destined to fail. He had a choice, right. yeah. and he chose to fail. That's what I believe, yeah. Wow. You know, actually, another thing, and maybe this is kind of a strange thought pattern, but... And, and you know, obviously, it's, it's an um, it's a mystery as to why Lucifer fell. Mm. But at the same time, you think about him being so beautiful, so intelligent. And you know, when you're really beautiful and really intelligent, it can easily go to your head. You know, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. some of the most yeah. proud people I can imagine are those who you know are constantly praised for their beauty and constantly praised for their intelligence. And you know, I think one of the worst things that can be done for anybody is to constantly flatter them, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to actually, mm-hmm. you know, saying well, that's great, but, you know, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. But for Lucifer, what else could you improve, you know? Mm. Mm. It was like he was created yeah. what everybody wants to be, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, it was just constant flattery. And it's easy for a person to say, you know what? I ought to just be worshipped. Mm. Mm. I'm so awesome. I ought to just be you know, it, it almost sounds like what you're saying is, is that the, the creation forgot that he wasn't the creator. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, it's a delicate balance when, when you do have everything going for you to mm. keep yourself recognizing that, you know what, God is still above me. Yeah. Mm. And he, he didn't want to recognize that yeah. anymore. He put himself yeah. up. Well, look, in, look at the story of Solomon in the Bible. Solomon was... Um, was this king that became the you know the wisest king who ever lived yeah. mm. and it went to his head mm. yeah. he got really proud because of his wisdom mm-hmm. and the next thing you know you just you just went crazy it seems like you know i'm not i'm not saying that wisdom is bad right but um yeah. it can easily lead to a person getting very proud yeah. and it, it leads to more responsibility sure. to more freedom yeah. to more opportunities and more influence and it seems like as you get higher up the less accountable maybe you have to be to more people because mm. more people look up to you mm-hmm. than 
you know, down to you. (laughs) And so when you only have one more person ahead of you and you already are maybe even like we're saying kind of hungry with this power and wanting this kind of power, then it almost seems Mm. like you have nowhere to end. You just Mm. keep going. I mean, we can see this through the many monarchies that we've experienced throughout history. So we've been talking about how a perfect environment can have even the possibility of going wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that sin entered in a perfect place by the choice of a perfect being in the very presence of a perfect God, what does that say about God's character? I mean, that's a tough question because some people could definitely take that and say, well, since God is the creator, ultimately he is responsible and ultimately he is the one that caused this that i mean that's a conclusion that some yeah. people choose to draw mm-hmm. from this scenario you know there's how, a, how do you there's a scripture it? in isaiah 55 in verse i believe it's number seven isaiah 55 verse seven which says these words it says let me just read it here it says um for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways saith the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts mm-hmm. than your thoughts. So yeah. really, you know, from our finite imaginations, we look at it and we say, that's not really fair. God, you knew. You knew, you knew mm-hmm. that Lucifer was going to sin, and yet mm-hmm. you created him. Mm-hmm. You knew that he was going to cause all this heartache and heartbreak in the, in, in the, in the universe, mm-hmm. and yet you created him. Mm-hmm. But that's because we're looking at it from a finite perspective. You okay. know, like, uh, I have a little baby boy, Okay. And, um, you know, when he was two months old, we took him to the doctor. Do you all, you all have children? children? We do one. have one. Okay. We took him to the doctor, okay? And um, my wife and my mother-in-law went to the doctor with him, and they gave him this shot, you know? And he looked at my mom, and he was like, I mean, excuse me, he looked at my wife. Is that to say, why did you do this to Yeah. <laughs> because from his little small understanding, it didn't make any sense, you okay. know? But from from the perspective of the doctor as well as my my wife, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing for for us. I think we look at these things and we say, God, why is it that you did this? Mm. Because we're looking at God from the perspective of a baby. Right. Babies mm-hmm. really don't understand everything. Yeah. And I think until we get to heaven, not all our questions are going to be answered. Yeah. That's where faith actually comes in. Yeah. We've got to actually trust in God, regardless. Yeah. But I think on that line, it's good also to to continue to struggle. Sure. You know, kind of like Jacob, to wrestle with God yeah. on these issues. Because it's in that wrestling that we understand the character of God more. That's true. And I think kind of looking back to the question of how do we see God's character? Because, I mean, I would always be the one to advocate that the more we get to know God and the closer we get to God, the more right our relationships will be and the more not perfect, but the, the better we can become because of God, mm-hmm. because of that dependence on God. And so I wonder if that's really where the key was, is did, even though Lucifer was right next to God, even though he was right there, was he still dependent on God to any extent? Mm-hmm. Did he actually have that kind of dependence where he said, mm-hmm. I still look to you for what I need mm-hmm. and for who I am? And I think that the minute we step away from that dependence and the minute we step away from and try to say, well, I can have all the answers in and of myself, Mm -hmm. then we we do fall down the same, you know, slide and it can go further. But it doesn't mean that we don't ask questions. It doesn't mean that we don't wrestle with God, but it's that in that wrestling, you keep leaning on the Lord. Yeah, I think also um, the character of God, if 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 I was forced you know, to love my spouse. If I, if there was yeah. a, if there was a forcing 
that we had to be together as far as I had no choice in the matter whatsoever as mm -hmm. far as anything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, would I be ultimately happy in, mm -hmm. that, in that forced relationship? And so if, if God were to just mm -hmm. say there could never be any sin and took that freedom away from us, would we be happy to, to serve yeah. a God as robots or, or as, sure. yeah. as Absolutely. Yeah. you know, this, this automated, automated yeah. Yeah, yeah. relationship? Mm. You, you I'm sorry. You Go consider, ahead. for instance, like, you know, parents, okay? We know that our children are going to sin sooner or later in, in, you know, in their lives. Yeah. And yet we still have kids, you mm -hmm. know? And you almost ask yourself the question, uh, guys, your kids are going to sin. They might end up becoming something really bad. Do you really want to do that? <laughs> but mm. why do we do it? Because you love your, um, you love yeah. your future children, you know, yeah. and you're willing to take that chance because you you just you're you're crazy about your child. It's the same thing for for, for God. Yes, God knows what people are going to do, but He's love. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that really says something about how much God values the freedom of choice. Sure. Mm. Uh, because you could make the argument that. Well, if God knew, I mean, he could give us freedom of choice, but mm -hmm. if he knew that we would use it in a negative way, then mm -hmm. he He could somehow decide not to create us. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then would that really be a freedom of choice? Because God is somehow vetoing our choices mm -hmm. yeah. even before we get a chance sure. to make them. I mean, uh, it's kind of, yeah. I don't know. But when, it, when I think about it like that, it, it shows that God genuinely values our freedom to choose mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. and that yeah. he will not take that away from us n no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, he gives us that freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, um, <coughs> if God is fair, why is there so much suffering in the world today? Consequences. You know, if I, if I touch a hot stove, I'm going to get burnt. Mm -hmm. And the opening chapters of the book of Genesis, which is the opening of the Bible itself, tells us that there were consequences to disobeying God. You know, God God warned us, don't eat of the fruit. Mm -hmm. And here we are suffering yeah. consequences. You know, I mean, is it fair? We were warned. If, 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 we, if we didn't have that freedom, then we go back to the previous question. You know, I mean, if mm -hmm. we didn't have that freedom to, to take actions and have those consequences that we're now suffering, mm -hmm. then we would just be in an automated, like you said, relationship and wouldn't have that ability mm -hmm. to, to, yeah. to have that uh, openness with God. I think this is probably one of the biggest reasons people leave the church and people don't, can't believe in a God because they see the suffering, because they, s they feel the pain. And it's, you know, suffering that comes from relationships, which kind of was talking about where you have the consequences of our sin mm -hmm. is that we are sinful. And because of our sin and our sinfulness and our choices to maybe do something detrimental to life and living for us or for others, we have pain and suffering. Mm. But then what about the suffering that comes from natural disasters? Mm. We would say because of the fall, because our world has now been turned kilter to some extent, we have now experienced suffering that not only comes from relationships and people, but also comes from the world that we're in ecologically yeah. mm. you know you're, you're really bringing out a, a point that is very important to, to very many people mm. uh, because a lot of people struggle with this yes. and a lot of people refuse to believe in God simply because of, of this mm -hmm. that they cannot reconcile a good all powerful God with what we see in the world every day yeah. uh, if there's so much evil 
how come there's a loving God out there with all the power necessary to stop it, mm-hmm. but yet he, he chooses not to. And, and um, for, for people that, that are struggling with that, um, I, I, w- I sometimes like to ask the question, you know, if he, by, y- by you saying there cannot be a God, mm. how does that solve the problem? Mm. Because yeah. okay, let let's let let's follow yeah. it to its logical conclusion, right? Take away God. There is there is no God. Yeah. There's still a lot of evil in this world. So then, who's responsible? Yeah. It's got to be us, maybe. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. So we, we're still stuck in a, in a terrible situation. Yeah. So removing God out of the picture doesn't help us at all. It, it's not. It's it doesn't make the picture any better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so could it be that there actually is a god but there's a huge conflict going on you know i think there's um well i, I want to say several things but one of the things i want to focus on is the fact that i think there's two sides or two sides to the coin of love i'm just using a metaphor there's the the mercy side of love but there's mm-hmm. also the justice side of mm-hmm. love and i think mm-hmm. you talked about it in relation to your children i think it even says in proverbs mm-hmm. it says he who I'm not quoting it exa- exactly, but it says something like, he who loves his child chasteneth him betimes. Mm. So it's like because he loves us, he allows us to go through pain mm. because he loves us. It says the captain of our salvation was made perfect through the things that he suffered. Mm. You know, And so I think it has a whole lot more to do with mm. our perspective on suffering yeah. than almost anything because the reality is, this is my second point, some of the main people, and maybe I'm being very um, generalistic when I say this, but some of the main people who seem to be so depressed about all the sufferings in the world who don't want to believe in God, they're not going through half as much suffering as some somebody o- over in Sudan mm. or somebody in Haiti, and yet those people in Sudan and Haiti still are trusting in God, mm. irregardless of the sufferings that they're going through. Mm. I mean, you know, it's so easy to be, I think, Many times, the reason people even get so, and pardon me for being so cruel when I say this, but I think part of the reason the people get so flustered is because they're so inward focused. Mm-hmm. Lord God, why are you allowing this mm-hmm. to happen to mm-hmm. me? Blah, 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 blah. And, and they're always just focused on me, myself, and I. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that was w- one of the things you said at the beginning of the whole entire program. Yeah. If you're focused on yourself, then all you can see is problems. If you're focused on God, then the worst of situations don't look so bad. Like mm. in the Bible, Paul and Silas in a prison, they could have been very complanatory. God, why are you allowing this? Mm. Instead, mm. they're actually praising God and praying. And God sends an earthquake. Mm. And God mm. gives them, uh, them an opportunity to witness to this jailer. It's mm. all. I think a, a whole lot of it has to do with our perspective. Yeah. What are we looking at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this goes right back with... With uh, you know the fall of Lucifer too is our perspective. What yeah. are we looking at? I like what you mm-hmm. said. Is is inward focus? This inward focus can cause us to stumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think kind of looking at your metaphor, you're saying you know what happens to take God out of the equation. I would hope that if God wasn't in the equation, we would even be worse off. Absolutely. And the reality mm-hmm. is, is that we wouldn't have an opportunity even to sure. deal with the problems. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I think what you're trying to say is that. You know, regardless of what happens, things things do happen in life. Sure. Suffering is going to happen. Yeah. But the question is, how are you going to react to it? Because mm-hmm. that is your responsibility. You may not be able to stop whatever is going to come or however you're going to be attacked. You may not have control mm-hmm. over that, but you do have control over how you react. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, 
how does God demonstrate both his love and his justice? I know you talked about the two sides of the coin, and God somehow has a way of, you know, doing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does God demonstrate that? I think the lesson hit it great that it's Christ, the cross, the fact that God did not allow for things just to fall in him and justice to just not happen. But he did say justice because the, the price was paid, there was punishment. But he did say love because he sent his own son. Yeah. And the lesson brought this out gore- beautifully because it said that he sent he sent himself, his mm-hmm. own being, yeah. to suffer. Amen. And that was the greatest show of love. Mm-hmm. You cannot have even a greater love than this. And I'm, I'm singing a song from Michael Debussy <laughs> with my head because it's true. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. just cannot to give up yourself mm-hmm. for another. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about it from, from our perspective. It's, it's very difficult to combine mercy and justice, sure. uh, if not impossible. Yeah. Because they're the two are almost, mm-hmm. from our perspective, mm. incompatible. It's mm-hmm. either you're going to be merciful or you're going to execute mm. justice. Mm. You know, <laughs> I, yeah. If you have done something yeah. wrong, yeah. I can pardon you, mm. and that's mercy. Mm. Or I can give you what you deserve, and that's justice. But mm. it's almost no way of bringing the two together. But you know what? That's the wonderful thing about the Bible and what we've been studying about this entire quarter. Mm-hmm. In the in the symbol of the sanctuary mm-hmm. and all of the rituals and practices that went on within the Old Testament sacrificial system. It was all meant to teach us about the bigger picture, mm-hmm. about what God is doing, mm-hmm. that God actually does find a way to be both perfectly merciful mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. and perfectly just mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in addition to that is in this conflict that is battling that that between God and, and Lucifer is is we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, the sanctuary message itself shows that God wants to dwell with us mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. In, sure. in the midst of where we are. Yeah. And it's not that we're just left on our own to fend for ourselves mm-hmm. and, and so forth mm-hmm. and this love and mercy and this justice and, you know, I mean, it all focuses on God dwelling with humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean, you look at um, how God showed as you just talked about the cross, I mean, it's a perfect mm-hmm. example of God's love. Mm-hmm. For God's love, uh, the world that he gave is only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish. So he gave to us, and Jesus died on the cross for our sins, you know. Um, God's love is manifested, and we don't die. Mm-hmm. Well, not the second death, let me put it like mm-hmm. that. We die the first death, but not the second death. Yeah. And when you say second death, you mean... Death yeah, like for instance, there's no coming back, okay. no return. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But at the same time, um, Jesus, you know, he died in our place. But at the same, so God's justice was manifested towards His Son. Hmm. That's just amazing, you know. God's justice is manifested hmm. towards His Son, mm-hmm. and since Jesus is God, it's essentially manifested towards Himself. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. that's some serious love, you know. I really enjoyed discussing the the. Yeah topic with you i can see your face you're not ready to no <laughs> to give up yet. <laughs> but we're just about out of time okay but i really want to thank you for coming here and and for sharing i really appreciated your input Amen. Amen. Thank if you would like to join in on the discussion visit our facebook page off the link on our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org that's www.sabbathschool.org the letter U, dot O-R-G. 
For Sabbath School University, I'm Andrew Campbell, and we'll see you next week.